Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for a week. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand, to, I swear. Yesterday, <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little hungry. Like, a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh-huh. I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So, fam, you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. You know what we never get to the bottom of? What? If this guy is related to William Shakespeare. Um. We'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll talk get, about it. I, I'm on a hunch. I'm going to say yeah, no. No. Okay. no relation. I actually have some hard evidence. We'll get to it when we get to oh, it. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, you know what else? What? <laughs> Jillian Pensavale. <laughs> Patrick Hines. Put it up. I mean, a whole different key every uh, yeah. time. Every a whole time. different key. And you cut, sometimes you ramp up. <laughs> uh, Hi, Jillian P. Hey, Patrick H. What's happening over there, girl? Nothing. You threw me for a loop with the initial, the I half like, initial. Look, seven and a half years. Jillian in. P. Like I'm back in third grade. <laughs> Jillian if I, P. If I can still surprise you, that's my mission surprise every day. Surprise me every day, sweetheart. Guess what I did today? What did you do? I had a conversation with a woman who's going to be our mixologist on the Patreon because we're going to start doing these cool, like, extra bonus things. Fantastic. We're having this lady over to my house. We're going to live stream it on Patreon. She's a mixologist. We're going to do a cocktail making class. Yeah. Natalie's going to do it with us as well. Great. We're going to shoot it live. We're going to have all the Patreon people who want to watch it to watch it. Right. We're inventing a Dunkin' Donuts based um, (sighs) espresso martini. We're calling it the Grillo. Natalie, it's her favorite (laughs) thing. Espresso martinis run through Natalie's veins. I know. And I'm here for it. We're doing 10 cocktails. Well, we're doing like 8 cocktails and 2 mocktails. Oh, good. So we're going to give you a date soon. We're also going to be doing drag bingo in the month of January with a live drag queen who's going to be doing bingo live but also performing live. It cannot come fast enough. I'm just saying, if you've ever considered joining the Patreon, now might be a good time to get involved. I mean, we've always said it sounds like a party, but now it feels like we were lying this whole time, I, because now it feels like <laughs> it's a party and a half. Now it's a party and a half. It's, it's always a, been a party, but yeah. now it's a party and a half. Patreon.com slash True Crime Obsessed, or go to the uh, website and click on the Patreon link. <laughs> the web portal? The web. Go to the, go to the internet. Use your internet <laughs> protocol address device. Yes. Girl, what are we talking about today? So remember that show Web of Death that we did with Bob Roth about the N8s case? Yes, you see Bobby in the opening credits. Yes. So that was episode three, and we wanted to do it because our, for our friend Bob, right? Yep. And for N8s. But this is the first episode. We're going to do these episodes now. So this is the first episode of Web of Death. We're not doing them, like, in order. No, no, no. We're just, like, sprinkling them in. Yeah, we're sprinkling them in. Yeah. But we, we thought, hey, we'd start at the top. So this is Web of Death, episode one. It's called Jackpot Murder, but our vi- it's really the murder of Abraham Shakespeare. It was at this convenience store that Abraham Shakespeare bought the lotto ticket that changed his life. $30 million. Then disappeared. 
have you seen this millionaire? We were convinced that there was foul play involved. The love of money is the root of all evil. It's about greed. 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 So greedy. The problems came when the money came. I really would like my old life, but but got people asking for money. Everything just started to feel weird. This had all the ingredients of a whodunit mystery. Here is Abraham Shakespeare. It was a rags to riches to murder. Right at the top, we meet Trisha Griffiths, who's Trisha. amazing. She's got real body moving vibes. Remember body moving from Don't Have With Cats? I mean, Trisha walks so body moving could run, I feel <laughs> I like. Know. Or scratch it, reverse it, I'm not sure. When I saw her at first, I thought she was body moving. Yeah, so Trisha owns WebSleuths.com. Which is a big fucking deal. WebSleuths.com is like a real thing. Yeah, and remember, like, the this is the first episode, which I sort of had to keep remembering, because we were like, Web of Death, like, that's that's not really the best name for something like yeah. this. But we're focusing on WebSleuths.com. Because the whole point of the series is how web sleuths can really help solve cases and get justice. And like these are regular normal citizens. Trisha, the first thing she says is the reason I love true crime in the true crime community is because I can make a difference. Right. So this has like 20,000 members, 16 million posts. No, 200,000 members. 200,000 members, 16 million (laughs) posts. That doesn't make sense. Yes, 200,000 definitely makes sense. You're never wrong. It's fun to to find you being wrong Typos have. I love being wrong. Do you? Being wrong is my favorite thing. Oh. We've discussed this. You're so wrong, you're right. Yes. No, but usually when I'm wrong, it means... I don't have to be mad about something. Oh, that's true. So that's why I love being <laughs> wrong. And I also get to learn shit. Oh my God, being oh my, wrong is the best. What a, what a great day this is being <laughs> for you so far. <laughs> this is great. That's true. Off on the wrong foot and thrilled about it. Purse first. A- <laughs> Did I ever tell you about when we were at Steve's parents for like the first Christmas since Purse First came out, uh-huh. which is Bob the Drag Queen? Yeah. And Daisy put on a pair of sunglasses. Sure. They've got one of those houses where it's like like the kitchen, the foyer, and the dining room. So it's one big circle. She was walking around holding Holding a purse in front of her going, purse first, purse first. Smart girl. Everybody in the room, purse first. Very smart. I mean, she with the sunglasses. She is me, I am she. <laughs> Here's the thing about Trisha. She does voiceover work. And you know how when you call a company and you want to talk to a human being and you can't get to them because there's a computer voice giving you all kinds of other options? Well, I'm one of those voices. Welcome to private banking. To speak with a representative, please say representative. We're sorry, but this feature is... She's so good at this because I'm waiting for her to be like, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. (laughs) Speak to a person, please say, representative. Cut to me screaming, representative! Representative, representative! Oh my God. Did you ever do this work? I've done voiceover work, but no, I've never been the person on in the phone. Oh my God. Never, never. So I love on TikTok when sometimes you meet Siri, like the actual yes. Siri people. And you're like, is Siri? T- oh no, it's the person. It's, yeah. the, it's a different person in my it's phone. Wild. It's the actual Siri person. But I do want to say too that Trisha, just talking about the web sleuths and the true crime of it all, she says, unless you're with someone who has the same passion, it's very hard to understand. These people, these th- this goes beyond the passion for true crime. I think these are the people who really think they can solve cases and some of them do. Yeah, there's some information they have and I'm like, how? I know the cops have the same question, girl. But I'm just saying that, like, she's not talking about, like, if you love oxygen documentaries, you're probably not going to be able to find a partner unless they do too. Uh She's talking about if you want to stay up all night thinking you're going to solve John Bonet. It's all consuming. These are your people. And that has to be okay. Yeah. Much like being a Taylor Swift fan. Exactly. Oh my God. I'm 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 slowly becoming a Swiftie. Can I just tell people what happened? Yes. Tell them what happened. So earlier today, this is true. And every Swifty has had had this experience where someone says, wait, what happened with Kim and Kanye? And then I literally (laughs) ramped up. I was like, okay, so you remember at the VMA? 
VMAs when he yes. stole her award. Okay, and then that was I, where, that was the, the extent of my knowledge was the VMAs when he stole we her award. We went through. Did I or did I not give you basically a PowerPoint presentation yes. for 25 minutes? I'm not kidding. That ended yes. with the Time Person of the Year <laughs> interview where she fucking finally for the first time yes. since Kim Kardashian's name said it was illegal. Said and kept her mouth. Taylor knew the truth was going to come out yes. because it always fucking does. <laughs> and then it ends with like the best fucking quote ever where she's like, there's no point in trying to quote, take down your enemies because uh-huh. trash takes itself out every single time. Uh, Sweetheart. I so I, basically the point is I just explained reputation to you yes. and why reputation TV is going to change the surface of the earth I, and all of my, our brain chemistry. I, I will be insufferable when rep TV comes out. I'm telling you right now. Rep those, TV. Those vault tracks. Uh-huh. She's speaking to me, okay? I am very excited for all of us. So take what we just did, yeah, yeah, yeah. multiply it by a million yes. about true crime. That's Webster's. That, that's Web's <laughs> like, 100 we, we Yeah, we, we, we did it. She says, I don't go out. I don't date. People say, well, what else do you do? And I just give them a blank stare. And I'm like, I, well, that's it. <laughs> No, this is it. Yeah, Trisha is doing some fucking work on this. She, she's the women being allowed to do the work. Uh, yeah, not being allowed. We're uh, just doing it better. <laughs> I mean, be, uh, it's, be, we're not asking for permission. Right. We're just saying step the fuck aside. We're doing. You know this. what my mistake? We're not asking. Now for look permission. who's wrong. Now Thank look you. who's wrong. <laughs> See, it's good to be wrong because you learned something. It's How fun. <laughs> Girl, HelloFresh is back. It's like getting into a warm bath. It's like coming home <laughs> to a freshly cooked meal yes. from HelloFresh. That only took you 30 minutes or less to make. A yep. lot of times you only use one pot. Yeah, you're saving money because you're not, one, going out to eat. And yes. two, you're not overbuying. They send you everything pre-measured. I know. My neighbor has been listening to the podcast, and she's like, <laughs> I got HelloFresh because of you guys. It's and she's like, the thing that sold me on it was the idea that, like, every day her and her fiancé would have, like, the 4.30 p.m. fight. Like, what's yep. for dinner? Who's going to the grocery store? No, when you have HelloFresh in the fridge. You always know what's for dinner that night. Yeah, and I know it's that time of year where everyone's trying to, like, get their life in order and start 2024 off, like, with a bang. Yeah. Getting HelloFresh is a really good way to just, like, stay organized and, and get all of those conversations off of your plates. Yes. Who needs them? Put amazing food on your plate and get that conversation off your plate. Did we mention it's America's number one meal kit? Oh, we should. I tell every—I, like, I stop know. strangers on the street to tell them about it. It's that. in my book. I write about HelloFresh <laughs> in my book. That's how much I love it. Threw out the copy. You wrote a book. <laughs> Fam, get in on the HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TCO free and use code TCO free for free breakfast for life. I don't know how they do this. Yeah, one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash TCO free with code TCO free. HelloFresh.com slash TCO free with code TCO free. I mean, come on. Breakfast for life. It's the most important meal of the day and it's the one where no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> come on. But she does the voiceover thing like a couple times a month. This plays this yes. pays for her life and her website. And, you know, this is her whole life. Right. But wh- one of the cases she can't stop thinking about is the case of Abraham Shakespeare from Lakeland, Florida. OK. And it's a wild case. That is an amazing Shakespeare. Your last name is fucking Shakespeare. And your first name is Abraham. It's a great name. I know. It's a strong name. God. Doesn't get much stronger. I don't the think. Bible meets the theater. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Because Abraham is from the Bible Bible. and Shakespeare is from the theater. Yeah. But I heard heard Abraham, I go right to Lincoln. (laughs) You know what? I'm kind of surprised that I missed that one. You (laughs) would think that's where I would go to. Go right to Lincoln with that big hat. Yeah. (laughs) And all the other shit he did. And that sassy wife of his. (laughs) All the other stuff that happened. So Abraham Shakespeare is from Florida. He won $30 million in the lottery. I mean, 
It's just wild. He won 30 fucking million dollars. Even Trish is like, are you kidding me with I this? know, 30 I know. Million? And 30 million? 30 million. We meet Greg number one. We got two Gregs here. I have him as Greg one and Greg two. And it's not in order of preference. No. It's just who we meet first. And I often, I, I often. Often? I often. I, I often wonder. I often wonder. I often have them as the Gregs because they're usually agreeing and kind of saying the same thing. They are pretty much agreeing, but they are <laughs> two di- very different people. Greg Smith is his friend. They met in 2005 before Abraham won the lottery. Which I. I love. I would make that distinction too. Greg. To- I would be like, after. I'm not a Johnny Come Lately. I'm not one of these these totally. like Damien calls them like chi suckers. I'm not with someone who's trying a to get what now like chi like your energy oh. like someone who's like sucking the life out of you oh and also god. like taking money. Damien, oh my god, he, he knows from chi suckers. <laughs> let me tell you. But like Greg's like, I'm a real friend. Yes, I was here before the money. Just let the record show. And not only was he there before the money, Greg owned a barber shop, yeah. and Abraham was standing outside like asking people for money. And so Greg kind of went up to him and was like, "You good dude, man? I'm, I'm gonna give you a job." So I actually gave him a job cleaning up the barbershop. He sweeped the floor, emptied the garbage, cleaned the toilets. He made my barbershop a barbershop. He made my barbershop a barbershop. I love that, too. Yeah. I highlighted it also. I mean, he made my barbershop a barbershop. Yeah. It's amazing. Because a barbershop is also, like, a very personal place. It's, like, a routine that people have. Yes. It sort of becomes, like, an important part in someone's life. And so totally. for him to make it, it's almost like he made that made a house a home. Yes, That's yes, the same yes, vibe, yes, you know? Yeah. But Greg tells us Abraham only had a sixth grade education. He, he came from a poor family. And he says his parents were orange pickers and he had to quit school to help his mom and his dad support his brothers and sisters. So like he had to drop out of school so that his younger siblings could stay in. Yeah. And Greg says, you know, it's not that uncommon for this area, but Abraham was a super hard worker, really nice guy. He worked at the barbershop. He also drove a truck. Yeah. Like he was just, he was, he was doing everything he could, you know? He said, Greg says Abraham just wanted to be somebody like how everyone else gets to be somebody. Yeah, like Greg, you are speaking to my soul, I sir. I know, I know. He made my barbershop a home. I know. I love it. So we jumped to November 14th, 2006, the day Abraham wins the lottery. Did you write, did you write down the numbers, GP? Of course I did. 12, 13, 13 42, 42, 6, 52, 34. 34. Those, they feel like good numbers. Those do feel like Maybe because I know that they're winning numbers, but yeah. they do feel like good you numbers. You see the number 13, you witch, and you know it's going to be a winner. That's, that, that's what got you. That's true. A lot of twos. I like the twos in yes. here. 12. December. Daisy told me the other day that her favorite number is 13. I was like, you are turning into your Aunt Joanne. Like, like my you... first screen name was Chili Pep 13. <laughs> 13 and 21. I can and see 12. little Chili Pep 13. I can see it in you right now. My best friend Ashley's mom still is like, hey, Chili Pep, whenever I see her. <laughs> um, fun fact, I was not even 13 when I made that screen name. That's so funny. Regardless, doesn't Regardless. matter. Uh, minor details. We meet Sharika, the store clerk who sold him the lottery ticket. She's like, in fact, I do remember the day he came in and bought it. You don't forget the day so you sell the winning lottery ticket. Sharika, for one brief shining moment, held a $30 million bill in her hand. Right? She says he came in. I mean, essentially, (laughs) yes, that's exactly what it is. He came in. He actually purchased several tickets and he decided at the last minute that he wanted another ticket and he was like, actually a dollar short and he went to his guy friend, his co-worker, to get the, the dollar to come back in to purchase the ticket. And it was actually the winning ticket. That guy gives him a dollar that ends up being the winning lottery ticket. That's going to end up in court. Yeah, <laughs> you got to split the win. No, I'm not you saying you split, split 50-50. You, throw, you throw the co-worker a little something. Look, I like Abraham a lot. I think you split. I mean, if it were me, i give everything away. It's 10 grand between friends when it's $30 million. $30 million. Give the guy a little something. I would. There's no question about it. Now, my question is also, did he pick the numbers? Or is that one of those things where they pick the numbers? 
numbers for That's you. That's a good question. Because if Abraham picked the numbers, yeah. so sorry. I, I don't but know. Also, but if you gave the guy a dollar to buy the ticket, you got to give him a little something. Uh, well, he was going to give him 250 k That was, he not was, enough that was not enough for we'll, co-worker we'll Michael Ford. So yeah, my, Michael Ford is the guy who yeah, gave yeah, him a yeah. dollar for, okay. But we learned that after taxes, he walks away with $17 million. Okay. The largest jackpot in that county's history. Yes. Now, what would you do with $17 million? Tons. Yeah. I would give so much of it away. Yeah. I would like, yeah, I would give most of it away, yeah. I think. Yeah. Make sure everyone I loved is like good yeah. to go and they don't have to worry about shit. So you shit. basically do exactly what Abraham did. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. In yeah. a way, I would like, of course, make sure I'm good to go too. But I would yes. make sure like my parents, like anyone who needs it to be like, you don't have to worry ever now. Yeah. yeah. And then like animals and people and women and kids and yeah. the climate crisis and the, the housing it's only crisis. 70 million goes so far, but, GP. I know, but can I say, though, yes. the taxes are fucking insane. That's now, I'm, insane. like, but, thir- you, you win know, 30 million, you only get 17. I'm not putting my nose up at 17 million, yeah. but the math is crazy. Look, I like a good tax situation. That money's going to the the schools and no, the roads and the fire department. But like, he didn't win $30 million. No, 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 no. Right. Yeah, so yeah. when you say a $30 million lottery winner, yeah, yeah it's 17 million. And again, you, nothing to sneeze at. Listen, once again, if you are, like, spit out your coffee, this is where I lose all the husbands. You uh-huh. who, like, they're like, sure. I didn't like you, but then I'm, mm-hmm. you're in the shower with my wife every morning, sure. and so I, I, you grew on me. Yeah. I'm saying I like paying taxes, and I'm saying I like paying taxes. Okay, great. That's all. We live in a society. We have to take care of each other. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to prison for a piece of paper. <laughs> Tell me what I owe, please, and I will happily I pay it. I will say, just send me a bill. Why can't it be a bill? The system is insane. It is really Just tell it, me, because yeah. you know. And it's designed. If you know what I owe. Yeah, I don't, totally don't. Just tell me, and I'll do it. Don't make it like a guessing game <laughs> where I'm stressed out for a month. We do this once every like six weeks where yeah. we really got to yell about the tax code. I know. It's the end of the year. I have a call with my accountant tomorrow. I know. It's like, it's really on my mind. So I'm scared. So we meet Greg number two, Greg Massey. He's a childhood friend. Yes. He's done since the 80s. Yeah. He's like, look, this is a true rags to riches story. That's well, how he describes it. And he's saying that like, I didn't say that I feared the worst for him. I was glad for him. But winning that amount of money is for anybody. It's a life changing event. When Abraham first won that money, it wasn't only Abraham Shakespeare. It was the community won a lot. The entire community won. Right. And so Greg, number two, I'm sorry, that's not a, yeah. that's not a disparaging way <laughs> to say it. I just met you second. Sorry. Yeah. But he's like, I am cautiously optimistic. So he's happy. He knows it's life changing. But like, we've heard about this. What do they call it? Like the lottery curse? Like of when course. everyone knows you have $17 million, people come out of the woodwork. Well, I guess my other question is, it seems like he got it in a lump sum, which also means you get less money. Yes. Because you do usually have that. There are a number of ways I've looked into this in my time of fantasy. Whenever there's a Powerball exactly. where it's $17 zillion, yeah, everyone you, is Googling like, how much money how am much I really going to get? You can get it in a lump sum, but in a lot of states, you can also not attach your name. You can win anonymously. And does that vary by... It varies by state. You, there are some states in New York, you cannot win anonymously. You have to give your name. Buy your tickets over the fucking river in New I Jersey, I guess that's everybody. true. But what if they're only selling winning tickets here, GP? Then what? I also would just have to buy a New York lottery ticket. <laughs> I, I feel like it would be bad luck if I don't buy it where I, know, I am. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe no. it's the ultimate luck to buy it in Connecticut. Who knows? Who knows? I've you, never you won, never... so I don't know. And you know what? You're it. never gonna. I'm I, never hate, gonna. I hate to say it. It's okay. I'm, okay. I'm fully aware. You're not like hurting my feelings <laughs> or anything. I know. <laughs> I'm never going to be a Powerball winner. Wait, no. You just blew the opportunity to pay me the perfect compliment. You won the lottery when you hooked yourself up with me. Oh, wow. See, you (laughs) saw three steps ahead, setting me up for failure. There's no way I could have done it. Failure is not not an option. Oh, boy. I wrote a book. No. Wait, wait. What? 
And I did the audio. I definitely have not been hearing about this for 18 months. Tell me more about it. Did you have shows or something? Hey. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my God. Abraham immediately starts helping everyone. He gave his stepfather a million dollars, his stepsisters $250,000 each. He gave his godfather a million dollars. He loaned money to his cousins to help him purchase a house. He's helping cousins buy houses. He's helping senior citizens around town pay their bills. Yeah. He was giving, like, helping people. And this is, like, so amazing. Like, he was helping people give loved ones proper funerals and burials if they didn't have the money or the insurance. Like, he was doing... He's he was, helping people, like, buy car, like, the essentials that people need. But, like, what happens when this happens is that, like, this would happen to anybody who wins the lottery who isn't, like, a finance person. Yeah. I think this would happen to any of us. Like, you can't, or I can't conceptualize what $17 million is. Of course. If you get it all in a lump sum, it's in your bank account, you just got an ATM card, you could blow through that money in a year. Right. And you're also thinking if someone is saying you should get like a finance person to help yeah. you, I can understand the response being like, well, no, I'm just going to help these people yeah. that need it. And, and I would then... just assume anybody would rip me off. Like anybody who's going to help me is going to steal my money. Right. Because you know? they might be some of like the bad people coming out of the woodwork. Well, you don't know. Because you're literally going to them and saying, I don't know how to manage this. Yeah. Can you, know you help I mean? me with my $17 million? I'll never know if you cheat me, but I hope you don't. Do you know I know someone not who won $17 million, but someone who like found themselves a finance person and then the finance person took all their money and ran. I mean, it doesn't surprise. I bet like, it happens all the time. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. So now we meet reporter Marissa from She's The Ledger. Awesome. She's fucking, she is all over this fucking story. Because now Abraham is one of, they say like Lakeland's most prominent figures, right? Yeah. Everyone knows who he is. Because not only is he a lottery winner, but he's also doing really good things for the community. So Marissa, yes. the journalist, sits down with him for an interview. She, But she says, as soon as he walked in, I felt a little intimidated because he stood six feet, four inches tall. He had the sideburns. He was dressing really nice. And so he became very attractive. His money allowed him to really transform himself. His money allowed a lot of things, but also he got a haircut yeah, and some exactly. new clothes. And she's like, whoa. Yeah. And whoa. he's like a good, he's a very good looking man. Guy. Yeah. So he buys a million dollar house in North Lakeland in a gated community called Red Hawk. Right. Barbershop Greg, AKA Greg number one. Right. He's kind of the one who like tells us about the inside of his house. Yeah. He goes there and he's like, he had the biggest flat screen TV I'd ever saw. He says the cars, the girls, the drinks, he had fun. We all had fun. Of course. He's just like, he's passing on the good times to everybody. And I think a lot I think when you get in that situation it's very easy I would assume to sort of feel like if you want to be someone who's smart with your money and saving your money it kind of looks like well can you just have fun with it for a little bit so I think there's a little bit of guilt or pressure to kind of like be the party house for a little yeah. bit before you settle down because again it's 17 million you know who I think would be great at winning 17 million dollars Steve I think he'd know what to do or he would know you how wouldn't to... be allowed to touch it I ever. wouldn't he wouldn't even tell me no I wouldn't even know well he, he better buy did. the ticket in Connecticut because if it's in New York you're shit out of luck I know travel Girl, Rocket Money is back. I am obsessed because, as you know, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. It's like you married my husband. Right, and you don't have to think, wait a second, like, where is that? What is that subscription? You can see all of your subscriptions in one place, and if you see something that you don't want, you can cancel it with just one little tap. This is my favorite part, because even Steve isn't brave enough to do this. They will even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by 
by up to 20%. Yeah, and you're not wasting time on the phone with customer service. They're doing it for you. Where has Rocket Money been all my know. life? I don't know. I really don't. Fam, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. That is wild. And Rocket Money knows what they're doing because sometimes these subscriptions yes. make it really, really hard to cancel. And that's why Rocket, they know what they're doing. Let them handle it for you. I feel like it was one day like this person who invented this woke up in the middle of the night and was like, you know what? I I've had it. it. Eureka! <laughs> <laughs> so fam, stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash obsessed. That's rocketmoney.com slash obsessed. Rocketmoney.com slash obsessed. Either marry my husband or get rocket money. Or do both. Or do well, I did. Or just go straight to Rocket Money because <laughs> I believe Steve's already taken. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> So now we meet Centoria Butler. Who I love. Who's Abraham's girlfriend, yes. Yeah, she says that they met at a, when she went to his house for a house party. And she said it was like a spur-of-the-moment thing, and he's showing her around. But she says he was really humble about it. Like, he's got all this new stuff, and yeah. he's just, like, really humble and cool. She thought that was really sexy. And also, he's really generous, which is sexy. Yes. And she says, like, they spent the whole night talking, and from that moment, there was just no looking back. And at one point, she's like, oh, like, this is what it feels to be in love. Like, I that's know. what That's how much they were just super into each other right away. And then she finds out she's pregnant and like, it must be so nice to be in a life where like, you find out you're pregnant and that's not like a worrying thing. You get to just be excited now because right. like, you got plenty you're of money. You're in love. Yep. The guy you're in love with just won the lottery. Like, okay, perfect. And Abraham is so excited. She says he's taking pictures all the way through the pregnancy as her belly grows. Yeah, the baby's name is Jeremiah. Yeah. He, Abraham wanted to cut the umbilical cord. He was super, just super in love with his whole life and his little family. Yeah, and then, but then Greg, both Greg's one and two yeah. tell us that like over time things begin to change for Abraham because here's the problem when you're that generous then you become a target for like handouts it's hard to put up boundaries like that yeah. because everyone had a story they were there uh, early mornings waiting for him to surface oh I'm starting a business I would like for you to invest in it oh come donate to my church it was real stressful the pressure that people was applying Everyone had a story. Everyone had a reason. Donate Everyone... to my church. Right. And like sometimes like they might be valid reasons, but Abraham very like nicely and with the best of intentions sort of set a precedent of yep. if you need help, you go to Abraham. Yes. And I think he wanted to be that guy. And that's a beautiful way to be. But sometimes people are evil and then something bad happens. And he's also like Centoria is saying like it got so bad. He's like famous for being rich now. And he yeah. like literally can't walk down the street. Yeah. And so like by 2007, he's on the news news saying that he wants his life back yeah. and he's describing being you know approached on the street and all these people it's not just his family but now it's like strangers yeah. and what are you going to say no I don't have it and, he's and also people like, aren't going to accept that he's recognizable because he's like so tall you know what I right. mean like, oh there's Abraham and like no one has ever won the lottery in this town and it's sort of like of course he's going to stand out but also just like people aren't people are being very entitled about this yes. and sort of not accepting any boundary that he would put up and making him feel like he has to say yes to everything he would literally have to move. Like, the only way yes. that he could, like, get out of this would be to, like, up and move, you sure. know? Things are getting so crazy that Satoria and the baby live at her apartment because, like, it was way too much. Like, his house yeah. became sort of like a thoroughfare, yeah. and it was way too much for a little newborn baby to be in that house with all the chaos. And there's, like, women who are, like, writing their numbers down on napkins for him all the time. Yeah. But, like, he's not enjoying it. Even though his house is, like, party right. central 
at all times. He tells his friend Greg, he's like, I'm exhausted. I wish this was your money. It just got so big. Yeah. It becomes your entire identity. Right. You know? And like through no fault of it, like it was sort of put upon him yeah. to do that. And so it's weighing on their relationship. It's weighing on Abraham as a person. He didn't want the money anymore. So by 2009, and I'm like, holy shit, this, is, this was his life for three years? I know. He won in 2006. So November 9th, 2009, Abraham is reported missing. Yeah. And this is where we go back with Trisha of websleuths.com. So Trisha says... She- well, Trisha's driving. <laughs> I know. And she wants us to know... I auditioned to be the Google lady. Voice. In 800 feet, turn right on Wilton Road. Which would have been great to have my ex-husband hear me giving him directions. Would have been lovely. <laughs> She wanted her ex-husband to hear her giving him directions all the time. Yes. You just told me everything I need to know about him, Trisha. It's why I want ghosts to be a thing, so I can (laughs) haunt the fucking assholes who I hated on this planet. Yeah. (laughs) Fun. You know what I mean? Or just, like, make it so—don't be, like, evil about it. Unless it's called for. I want to be the kind of—unless it's called for. Or, like, they can never find their keys. Right. Like, the the ghost who blows out the candle while you're looking in the mirror. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Oh, that would give (laughs) you— Did I scare you? That would make someone drop dead with fear. If the candle just goes out. Yes. And you know what? It just popped into my head. Yeah. That's or like f- just the slamming door yeah, yeah. over and over again in the middle of the night. <laughs> the sheets <laughs> get pulled out. <laughs> There's an actual monster yeah, yeah. under the bed. These are things that would or, kill somebody. like the person who like you are pretty sure is there at three in the morning uh-huh. when you wake up. It's your you, <laughs> It's nobody. It's the, but, it, but it was And me. then you're like, is that bourbon on the floor? Because you ran away so fast. I love that God is like, Patrick, you can keep ghosting, right. but you got you to gotta yeah. ghost sober. Just like endless inconveniences, I think. Friends don't let friends drink and ghost. And you're like, bitch, they're not my friends. That's why I'm here. <laughs> God's why like, I'm haunting them. Goddess is like, you make a good point. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, wait. Goddess Emily Salliers of the Indigo Girls. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so Trisha tells us a story. Yeah. This story, everyone pull over because this is insane. Do we believe this story? I think I think we might. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's an insane fucking thing Our, to lie about. It is, but it's also but people kind lie of, about insane shit all the time. Yeah, so what am I? Yeah, I mean, have you I? read my book? I have. <laughs> Tell me that story about Val Kilmer. Again. <laughs> my ride or die, the true one. <laughs> yeah, the one about the pancakes. The yeah, true yeah, one. yeah, that's the true one. Thank you so much. Obviously, so here's Trisha's story, and halfway through it, I'm like, I know where this. Uh, is going. Well, you know exactly when you know where this is going because I'm like also. Don't lie, Trisha. The listeners so, are like, just fucking okay, tell well, tell me, okay. She grew up in Salt Lake City. She was shopping at Fashion Place Mall. This, quote, gorgeous guy approaches her and wants her to go to his car. Yeah. I put my head down. I said no. And I kept walking. And three or four weeks after that, this woman was kidnapped from Fashion Place Mall. A couple of years later, I see these pictures on the front page of the newspaper. And I said, oh, my God, that's that guy in Fashion Place. And it was Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy kidnaps Carol Durant from that mall. She's the one who kicked the shit out of him and busted yes. out of the car. Oh, is that Carol, the one? Carol, yes. Oh, shit. Yes. The women at the Fashion Place Mall do not fuck they don't around fuck Bundy. Around. Yeah, no. so she's the one who, like, beat the shit out of she's him. She's, like, the one survivor. She's a hero. Carol. Wow. So Trisha, it could have been Trisha, yeah. is the point of the story. So, and this, do we believe the story? Well, the story is just kind of, like, Plopped in here, yeah. and then we're back to Abraham. Listen, I love Trisha a lot, but it like, is, yeah. I don't know. No way to prove or disprove it. I'm going to say she's innocent until proven guilty. I okay. believe her. <laughs> okay. 
Because it's such a, it's an insane yeah. thing to lie about. I know, I and, agree. And she, we will learn, fucking hates liars. Yes, yes. So yeah. I don't think, I think this is just something, because she says, like, this is what got me inspired to make yes. web sleuths. It's what got her interested in true crime, like yep. living, almost living through one. Totally. So no, I believe I agree. her. I'm I on agree. the record, I believe her. Okay, Done. all right, I'm with you then. So let's get back to Abraham Shakespeare. Yeah. Because Cindy Parrott, a.k.a. Sleuthster. Yes. Uh, like so many others, knows that something's up with his disappearance. And I'm like, well, to be fair, aren't all cases, quote, suspicious like isn't Correct. that what makes but them a case i agree but like this one when there's 30 million dollars involved i mean you know what i mean like abraham needed a bodyguard honestly right. like that's what he really needed. yeah so sleuthster cannot be stopped she's no. googling everything yes. purchases abraham made and i'm like how i know uh real estate records looking into his friends his family who he gave money to what the amounts were why he gave the money how long he knew the person he yep. gave the money to yep but we we learned something crazy crazy here. we learned that by after three years of winning the lottery so like three years later he started with 17 million dollars he's down to 2 million yeah. he spent 15 million <laughs> girl <laughs> 7 2 down i i couldn't i my, i couldn't make it happen yeah, yeah, yeah. in the old noggin I, I couldn't make it happen let me tell you something you're not alone in this oh my god numbers scare the shit out of me <sighs> Having to do any math on the spot. Can someone check our math on that and make extra sure? <laughs> but no, he's down to two million bucks after three years. Yeah. He's almost ba like back working at the barbershop. At the barbershop. Like he's yeah. gonna be out of money this year. And then and then it sort of hits me here, like, oh, so he didn't split anything with that coworker who gave him the dollar because we haven't heard I from know. him in a while. I and know. that would have been mentioned, Sleuthstar yep. would have known. Yep. And also, we also learn No one has seen Abraham physically from April to November when his cousin, Cedric Edom, reported him missing. So there's a huge gap. Initially, no one gets suspicious because the money is still flowing. Those who are used to giving money, they're continuing to do so. No one said anything because the money kept coming in. And I I'm know. like, so does that mean that people were on like automatic payments so, or that? Like, what does that mean exactly? But you know what it means to me? What? People didn't give a shit about seeing Abraham as long as they were getting the money he well, promised Well, that too. Them. You know what I mean? That too. Like, to me, it's like, like your cousin is paying off your house or whatever, uh -huh. and you don't care enough, to, you don't care to say hi. That's right, right, right. seven months that you're not yeah. going to visit your cousin who's paying your house. It's very Or shitty. even like having a phone call with him or it's whatever. Horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, he was the bank. He, he was the bank. Because he says early, it just felt like I was the bank. That's exactly right. Yes. So people just assume, because remember, Abraham was on the news saying, I just need a break. I don't want this to be my life anymore. And so some people were like assuming that that's what was happening. He just uh -huh. took that break. But again, like the money was still there. So no one gave a shit. Even like his, the Greggs both are like, maybe he just wanted to get away. Like he was really stressed out. But I'm like, we will learn that people were getting text messages from him. Well, we've seen this before, I haven't mean, we? my God, like that is such a red flag. But like Greggs, pick up the phone and call right. your best friend and check on him. Well, the web sleuths are like us. They're like, no way. He, yeah. just, he had a girlfriend. He had a small child. He was close to his mother. There's no way he'd just bail and not tell anybody. No way no. for all those months. I will say the sheriff is also here to say that like... If Abraham's alive and well someplace, let us know. We won't tell anyone where you are if you want to remain anonymous. We just want to close our investigation and go on to something else. Let us allocate these resources elsewhere. Yes. Like, we're, we're looking for you now, and if you don't want to be found, just call us. Right. That's you fine. Know? We just got to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Travel down the road and back again. 
Girl, Ritual is back. They've been with us forever, fam. You know Ritual. It's a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. Yeah. You know I love this time of year, right? Where yeah. the days are like really short and yes. it's dark all the time. The oh, thing God. about that, though, you you might be missing out on some vitamin D. What is wrong with you? I don't know. But I, it doesn't matter because I take Ritual, so I'm getting my vitamin D no matter what time of the year it is. Guess what, fam? Also, Ritual's essential for women is USP verified. So you know you can trust what you're putting into your body. Yeah, only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have USP Verified Mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. Only about 1%, and Ritual is one of them. How does everybody else get away with that? I don't know. wild. I have no idea. Also, Ritual has industry-leading sustainability standards, fam. So, like, they use scientific tools to lower their carbon packaging, prioritize sustainability-sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. Yeah, it's also a female-founded B Corp. So they're holding themselves accountable, not just to their company's financial health, but to your health and the health of our planet. It was 60 degrees in December the other day. We no. need more companies like Ritual. Please, 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 please. <laughs> Fam, no more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 40% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash TCO. This offer is only available through January 31st. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash TCO for 40% off. That's right. It was 60 degrees in New York. I know. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> I know. It used to snow here. I, what is snow? Girl, you know my home is protected by Simply Safe because I was broken into twice while I was home to sleep. Yeah, and I do want to say, I say it every time, but that was before, before Simply Safe. Because with Simply Safe, you're super protected. Well, we know this because Simply Safe was just named Best Home Security of 2023 by US News and World Report. Yeah, so Simply Safe is comprehensive protection for the whole home with advanced sensors that not only detect break ins, but fires, yes. floods, and other threats to your home. And they help you get the help you need. This one is my favorite, fam. With new 24 7 live guard protection, monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and confront the yep. intruders in your home. Available only from Simply Safe to actually stop crime in real time. Right. So they're just, hey, get hey, your mitts off that. That is not yours, Brian. Right. Also, how are they yelling at the floods? That I'm not sure about, but <laughs> hey, let's find Fire! out. Let's find Fire! out. Let's find out. And 24-7 monitoring is highly affordable, costing less than a dollar a day, which is half the price of traditional home security. Satisfaction guaranteed, by the way, fam. Try Simply Safe for 60 days risk-free if you don't love it, return your system for a full refund. That's right. You can't argue with that, right? I mean, you're not going to have that lady yelling at the guy that's stealing your TV or whatever. Hopefully, we never experience it. That's the goal, right? <laughs> Keep your home and family safer than ever in the new year. As a listener of TCO, you can save 20% off your new system with a fast protect plan by visiting simplysafe.com slash TCO. Customize your system in just minutes at simplysafe.com slash TCO. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I just love the idea that the lady in the, in the station is like, that doesn't look like Mr. John. Yeah, no, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Get out of here. Get out of here. Dave Clark is here. He's a detective. And he's working, at the time, he's working the cold case homicide unit. Yeah. And so David is on the case, and he's looking into his life both, like, before and after he won the lottery. And he's looking, everyone's a suspect now. Right. Because they're looking at, like, people who owed him money. Like, they're, because they're, like, some of these were loans. They weren't all just gifts. Right. And so, like, yes, Detective David is looking at everybody. And he is looking especially at Michael Ford. He's the co-worker who yeah. gave Abraham the dollar so he could buy the winning lottery ticket. And I'm glad to get this story. Yeah. Because I would be looking at this guy, too. In 2007, Michael Ford had decided to sue him in court. There was a dispute over who owned the lottery ticket. Michael Ford loaned him a dollar to buy it. 
He claimed that Abraham stole the winning ticket from his wallet. Abraham Shakespeare said that was further from the truth. There was a dispute over who actually owned the ticket. I mean, it's, you know, you would think this would have happened enough times that this would be settled by now. Right. How many times did you hear the story, like, the guy lent you the buck and then you went over, like, right. it's the office pool and you're the uh-huh. one that made the trip and then you get, the, like, so, like, what happened If it's was, an office pool, it's every, everyone is splitting it equally. 100%. That is a non-starter. Yes. I, We're not going to a trial over that. I totally agree. The point Jillian is that you're Blah. all putting it, please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's very no, different. No, no, no. I know. Saying, hey, I know. I, I'm feeling lucky. I want to buy an extra ticket. Do you happen to have a dollar? And then that dollar paid for the winning ticket is a very different story. I don't know about that. To me, that's a 50-50 proposition. Meaning? meaning you, give, you give the guy 50% yeah, of it. No, you got to give something. The office yeah. pool, you're on your own. You're well, all like, splitting I'm equally. I'm saying 50%. Anyway, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Then this goes back to my question. Yeah. Who picked the numbers? But uh, I wanted to also say this. What's his name? Michael. Yeah, Michael Ford, in his lawsuit, is claiming that Abraham stole the winning ticket. Out of his wallet. Yeah. Which I just don't I don't believe believe it either. And, like, the woman who sold him the ticket was there. Yeah, she was there. So Abraham is like, that's not true. And to shut Michael up, the the amount of shut-up money is Abraham offers Michael Ford $250,000. Not enough. Not enough. Not $17 million. Like. The guy gave you the, without without his dollar, he could have easily been like, no, bro, I'm going to use that for a soda later. Yeah, I don't know why it got this far uh, yeah because if if he if they were close enough literally like physically in proximity to borrow the dollar and pay for the ticket yeah how did that conversation like why are we in in a courtroom i know about this? I, I know i know i mean i i would have sued the guy too but we learned that michael loses the court case and he's having money problems he got nothing he didn't even get that two, that sweet 250k and he's super bitter and, and he's jealous bitter. so like so that's why officer dave is looking at him as like a possible suspect and the web sleuths are like girl saying that's exactly what we yeah. would have done because yeah. this looks like a motive to us but then they're saying that we sent a detective up to Georgia where Michael Ford was living. We conducted a lengthy interview with him. And with his truck records, he was ultimately able to prove that he had not been in Florida since April of 2009. And there was no way he could have been involved. He'd not been in Florida since April 2009, so he couldn't have done it. Right. Now, at first, I'm like, wait a second. I thought he hadn't been seen since April. Yeah. But they proved that this guy is not Yeah, involved. they clear him. So suspect number two is Cedric Edom. He's a cousin yes. of Abraham's. And we learn about this guy. He doesn't sound like a very nice person. No, and he's also a liar. Yeah. Uh, because he is the one who reported Abraham missing. And Abraham had given him money to buy a house. Yes. So he reports Abraham missing. And then eventually down the line, he changes the story that he didn't report Abraham missing. And it's like, maybe it's because reporting him missing makes him look like you're the only one who noticed he was gone. I guess. You know? But why lie about it if you don't have anything to hide? I'm just not sure. Like, what a weird lie to say something and then take it back. And they're saying that, like, he was definitely having money problems and that, like, the cops are like, when we interviewed this guy, he was a real fucking piece of work. I mean... Everyone says he's difficult. Greg, the childhood friend, Greg number two, yeah. outright calls him an asshole. Yes. Like he has to be bleeped. Yeah. Which is like, Hulu, can we all grow up? I know. <laughs> I'm paying for your service. Don't you bleep me. You, don't you fucking bleep me, don't, Hulu. Yeah. Don't you bleeping bleep me. Don't exactly. You, thank How you, do you like it, I Hulu? <laughs> Doesn't feel so good, does it? You're wondering what I said. <laughs> But yeah, people don't like Cedric. No. And Greg number two also says like he was just super entitled. Like Cedric made it clear that, you know, Abraham, he thought Abraham owed him owed something him. just because they were family. To which no. I say, fuck that. And like, I only think the only person who's owed money here is the guy who gave you the dollar. Right. <laughs> I'm really on that guy's side. But the cops eliminate Cedric. I'm still, like, hung up on the fact that he was being shady for the sake of being shady with lying about, did he report him, did he not? But whatever. Yeah, we're back with Centoria now, who is his the girlfriend and the mother of his child. Mm -hmm. The police had already contacted me, and they said something weird is going on. Abraham... 
We can't find him. We've been looking. It's not adding up. What do you know? And I'm like, well, no, I haven't seen him. I've, I've got texts from his phone, but I haven't seen it. But I've been getting texts from his oh, phone. Oh, red flag. And I was like, no. no. So it turns out there's a woman saying that she's Abraham's, quote, business partner. Yeah. Her name is Doris Moore, but she goes by Dee Dee Moore. Yes. And she's both a financial advisor and also owns a company called American Medical Professionals. I know. Mm. And Sleuther finds her in 10 minutes. Sleuthster is all over her. Yes. It's like she, like, these these fucking web sleuths are amazing. They're amazing. Well, they all get in a fight later, which I'm uh, living for. But <laughs> apparently, according to Dee Dee Moore, she met Abraham. Everything I'm saying is in air quotes. Yeah. They met at, quote, a business conference, yep. right? Yeah. She was intrigued, intrigued that he was a lottery winner. I'm like, girl, I'm sure you were. She wants to write a book about him, she says. Right. That really excites him. I'm like, he, the last thing this guy wants is more attention. No, he, that lie, yeah. that is, you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah. So the book thing sort of faded away. Yeah. Of course it did because right. he's not interested in it. Nope. And then they were just friends and like she has tons of money so she was sending limos to pick him up and take him to casinos. Which makes me feel like she's getting a kickback from the casino because Oh, here's my millionaire high here's roller my friend. millionaire high roller. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So then she's like, oh, and then we were such good friends that I just started taking over his finances. Well, because she She's, they're saying to us that her role was to come in and help straighten out. Like she's basically the enforcer. She, they they call her a debt collector. Yeah, she was going to be the one that was going to get the money back from all the people who owed him money. Shady. But you know what? He needs somebody like that. He does. You know, he just or not at least some, more. not her. Literally anyone else. But he needs somebody to be like. And also, girls, stop giving the money. Yes, you know, you, you're down to you're down to two million. That podcaster can't do that math, but no, it's no, a no. lot. It's yeah. a lot away from the seventeen you started with. Fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, fifteen million. I know. In, you know what in I mean? Three years in, of like at this point, tax-free money, and like none of it was put away. None of it was in savings, buried in the woods. Like buried I always in the say, woods, turned into cash and buried in the woods. <laughs> yes. So Dee Dee Moore is also the person who's telling everyone that Abraham left his entire life for this other woman, and the story is that this other woman is Jamaican, yes. and they were currently living in Orlando, but Abraham and this mystery woman are going to go to Jamaica to be with this woman and her family. Yeah, and it's important to like call back to reporter Marissa here yeah. because Marissa is like sitting in the newsroom of her newspaper when Dee Dee calls and like Marissa has heard that Abraham is possibly dead yeah. and that like maybe Dee Dee has information and Dee Dee's like he's definitely not dead he's with that Jamaican girl but Marissa's like I want him for an interview can you make that happen and Dee Dee says yes absolutely no problem yeah and so that's an important thing to remember for later yeah and also and while this is happening Abraham is also texting his girlfriend yes. the same thing and Look, we've seen this a hundred times before, right? Yep. No one's seen him. He won't call people back. He'll only communicate via text. Yep. And this is where his friends and family are saying, here's the thing about that. Because of his educational background, texting is not something that he did, especially with some of the words that was being used. Something's not adding up. It's just not how he communicated. Yeah. And this D.D. Moore woman obviously wouldn't know that because they don't, they barely know each other. Exactly. So she's trying to... Yeah, it's just, it's not it's not looking good. Right. So the web sleuths do a deep dive on Dee Dee Moore, Moore and her fake business, I quote, mean, American medical professionals. So, but that company now owns Abraham's million-dollar house. Right. And Dee Dee Moore is living, living there and not hiding it. She's all over no. Instagram. She's posting, like, po- photos out by the pool. Living it up. I know. So Dave the Cop is doing his own investigation and stumbles onto websleuths.com. <laughs> and loves it. He the, is blown away. The first cop in the history of the... the internet who like loves the web sleuths. he sees all the records and documents and he's like uh i need a subpoena like they have all of the information i want they did all the work for me this is great how, i'm gonna 
lean into the web sleuths. But that's my question. He's saying they have stuff that I could only get with. I how don't did know they get how. It? You I know, don't, I don't know, and they're not really revealing their sources because no. I guess then they'll never get them again or solve crimes ever again. Oh my god! So what Dee Dee Moore is doing is now she's slowly moving everything that Abraham has into her company's name. So she it's not just the house; it's it's, it's everything. His bank accounts, yes. everything. She has taken over his life completely, like a safe deposit box. Yes. The works. And so, like, just to make it clear, Dee Dee Moore has control over Abraham's entire life, and Abraham has been missing for seven months. That's when the web sleuthers are like, where are the fucking cops? Like, it's so obvious to us. Where are they? Right. So, finally, the cops are like, let's get this Dee Dee Moore in here. Yes. She's super cooperative, shows all the paperwork, and she's like, I don't know why you guys are wasting your time. Like, he wants to be missing. And I'm like, that's great, but FaceTime us then, Abraham. Exactly. And and she's saying, like, she's- I'm not yelling at Abraham. I'm no. just saying. Yeah. She shows the cops a bill of sale for the house. She paid $655,000 for a $1 million house. Mm. That doesn't really seem to make any sense. Yeah. But also, not just the house, but everything he owned. And her story is that... I, I talk to Abraham all the time, and I don't know why anybody's reporting missing. He's missing because he wants to be missing. She said she was helping him get his finances under control so that he could get away and disappear. He was running out of money. Yeah. He needed cash. He wanted to get out of Dodge. He wanted me to buy everything from him like, at a discount so he could have the cash and run off to the island. It was a like going out of business sale, basically. Yeah. But his friends are like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, he wouldn't know how to do that. Right. He wouldn't, like, Abraham was not a business savvy person. Or like leave me. his child exactly. that he loved and his girlfriend that he loved so much. So, Dee Dee, as proof of all of this. Yeah. There's a video from 2009. Now, remember, Abraham went missing in April of 2009. Yes. Dee Dee is asking. It's like Dee Dee holding the phone or the camera. It's a fucking horror movie. It's horrible. Yeah. She's asking Abraham. Basically, she's getting him to say on the record how tired he is of people hounding him for money. I'm so tired. They don't take no for an answer. She's get, she's asking him these leading questions. So he says things like, I just want to leave. I don't care where. Yeah. And when you're watching the video, he's clearly annoyed by her. Yes. Like, she's just getting him to say things. At one point, like, waves are off. Like, yes. he just can't wait for her to be out of his face. Like, he doesn't even like her. And this is where Officer David is back, and he's like, this is bullshit. I could bullshit. tell. And thank God. I was like, thank God they didn't fall for this video. Right. He's like, I could tell right away that this was absolutely, she's showing this as evidence, but it makes her the prime suspect. And, right. And if, on top of, like, he wouldn't just leave like that and sign everything over to you. Like, red flags as far as the eye can, can see. Can you imagine how annoying this woman is in she's real life? She's a nightmare. Can you imagine? Wait till how she acts online. She's almost, she's more insufferable <laughs> online than she is in person it's if true. you can believe it. I know. <laughs> but guess what everyone like woo woo this train is never fucking late yeah. because Dee Dee Moore has money problems. I <laughs> Dee Dee's filed for bankruptcy and that she owed the IRS money and then Abraham Shakespeare comes in her life shortly after the bankruptcy. We are slowly connecting these dots. Abraham comes into her life right after the money problems like hit. Meaning, no, reverse that. She, she came into him. Abraham's exactly. life because he was famous and didn't want to be. Exactly. Idiot. So, not you, her. No. <laughs> so, what if I was like, oh? I would have been like, no, not you, her. I would have had the same reaction. <laughs> Girl, Dipsy is back. You got to give us your best Dipsy voice. Oh, okay. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed <gasps> by women for women. That was the sexiest one you've done so Ooh, far. okay. Do you know this, fam? They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. You can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. That's right. And they are radically inclusive. Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of the stories are voice acted by people of color. Also, you never get bored, fam. New content is released every week, so in between listening to 
to your favorite stories, which you know you have, yeah. you hit that little favorite button again and again, you can always find something new to explore. And I think it's like a really great and safe space to sort of check something yes. out if you're maybe, I don't know, curious about one of the queer stories. Oh it's like, God. you can just do it in the privacy of your own ears or wherever you are. It's all on Steve I know, now. I love it. Fam, for listeners of TCO, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash TCO. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash TCO. Dipsystories.com slash TCO. That's right. Go check out the queer stories. Go check oh out. Or God. whatever you're into. Whatever. They have plenty. Dave the cop is so impressed with the web sleuths that he joins them. He makes his own screen name. He's on the message boards. This is where I kind of start to feel like Dave might be going off the rails a little we bit. We need some boundaries. We need some boundaries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's pretty much there just to tell them like, yay, keep, you're doing a yeah. great job. And he can't, he sees them as an asset. So he's like, he's so impressed. He's encouraging them to keep working. But he also like, he says, I can't share a lot of things, but I just keep telling them they're on the right track. Like you yes. just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Right? He's like, you can get records faster than I can. Hey, can you get those cell phone racks? Yeah. And they're like, sleuths like, I'm on it. I'm on it. Speaking <laughs> of that though, so here's a little bit more on Dee Dee Moore. She has an arrest record. June 2001 insurance fraud. Dee Dee had filed this insurance claim that her car was stolen. She was beaten and bound by two Hispanic men. She was thrown in a ditch and she tried to acquire $60,000 from the insurance company. But there was one problem. None of it happened. There's only one problem. None of it happens. Yeah. Oh, Trish. <laughs> she's been waiting for this. I'm so happy she's having her moment because it's her whole life. Yeah. She needs it. And I'm saying that, like, she works so hard to be able to be, a, like, she's like, where were you 10 years ago? I've been doing this for my whole life. Well, but, like, this is where Officer Dave tells us that he and Trisha become besties offline. They're, like, swapping theories. I'm like, you're a cop. I know. You can't do this, Officer. I, I, look, I'm falling for Trisha, too. Right. I get it. Right. Sure, the charms are charming. But how do you know she's not going to, like, post it all online? You just exactly. gotta be, this is a really Don't fuck him. Don't, this trash, don't don't fuck because this is an important case. We need to get to the bottom of this yes. for Abraham and his family. So, like, let's not, let's the, be careful here. He's just becoming too cozy a with the sleuthsters. He's fascinated by it. He them. is. And I don't blame him. So, Officer Dave is telling us they subpoena both Dee Dee and Abraham's phone records and they start matching things up. And he realizes that as of April 6th, both phones are hitting the same cell phone towers. So, the phone, he says either Abraham and Dee Dee are riding in the same car at all times or <laughs> Dee Dee has both phones and is sending messages herself. I'm going to go behind door number two. Of course. And then we see the actual interview where he's like in her face. D Officer Dave is not fucking around. He's no, like, you have the phone. Where is it? You Don't you lie to me. And then he like, looks at the camera and he's like, and then she didn't give it up and we had to let her go. Okay, great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Because they go to the house. They go to his house and they search for the phone. They don't find it. And he says like, we're at a dead end. And I'm like, you're, gi you're giving up that fast? Right. Well, for now. For now. Meanwhile, Marissa, the journalist, is writing about this case constantly. Yes. Her readers are invested. Ravenous. So, now, Dee Dee Moore doesn't like how it's making her look. I mean... She's really upset about the truth. So, what she does is, because they cannot fucking help themselves, these people, she calls Marissa, the journalist, to complain. And Marissa's like, girl... She could not take that call fast enough. She was like... I told her, I said, look, if you want to clear your name, you need to come in and you need to speak with myself, my editors... And she took the bait on the hook. Marissa tells us she took the bait on the hook. I mean, these people <gasps> are so stupid. 
stupid. Because they just want the attention. Of course. You know? So we hear the audio. Marissa and Didi are fighting immediately. I mean, they are sc- Marissa's journalistic integrity is out the window. She's just screaming at Didi. I'm like, more integrity like that because she <laughs> yeah. knows the truth. Didi's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and then like the Karen she is, like the white lady tears that Didi pulls out. Uh-huh. Like, this is all about me. It's right. She's like, nobody should have to endure what I've been through. And like, this is so infuriating. Then we cut to Trisha, the web sleuth, and she's like, okay, people like her are why I take blood pressure medicine. Okay, this shit makes me furious. I'm like, is that what I need? Is it blood pressure medicine? But then... Dee Moore starts posting on WebSleuths. Oh, my God. She's like, since you're so concerned about me and my life, I'm not a turtle in a shell. I'm here to address all of you. I'm not going to be bullied by people. I will not have lies spread about me. I'm not a turtle in a shell. This is defamation of character. Cut to Trisha, who's like, I think she means defamation. She means defamation, I roll. <laughs> and then she's like, Dee's like, and there's only one narrative, and it's mine, and it's the truth, and I'm standing up for myself, and I'm moving on. And the way I move on is by posting a million more times on yes, this website. Yes, oh, my God. Dee Oh my Get God. Get a life, girl. So this back, and it's like, great, keep yeah, talking yeah, yeah, because yeah. this backfires on yes. Dee Moore. Like, it's delicious. It is yeah. scrumptious. I'm starving, by the way. I'm starving. Starving for this. But Trisha is telling us all about this as she's getting her nails done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's getting her Which nails done. Which I love. I know. I this, know. Trisha's like, this is old hat. She's like, people like Dee are a dime a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> Can I do the pink? She's like, what's the little like pink know, pink yeah. you got over there? Uh, so the web slits. So Dee I wrote, it's all about self-care, girl. Like, get your self-care like, on, Blood Trisha. pressure medicine. Get that gel manicure. <laughs> so the web slits. So Dee comes in and she's like, not going to be bullied, blah, blah, blah. And the web slits are like, challenge accepted, girl. Welcome. Challenge accepted. Like, you're in the snake pit now, baby yeah. boo. We got, like, we are taking care. Like, don't worry. Yes, yes, Challenge yes. accepted. Challenge accepted. So this bitch has an answer for, for everything. everything. And the web slits are like, sure you do sweetheart like they're they're kind of letting her cry it out yeah, letting yeah, her yeah. think she has some kind of power here because everything's just like happening to Dee Dee. and i'm like girl i thought you wanted to move on why are you posting about it online relentlessly relentlessly she can't fucking help herself she's peep get alive she's fighting with people on the internet get a life yeah. if you have nothing to do with it move on you move on move on. so because totally. dave the cop makes a good point he's like look i'm thrilled she's running her mouth online yeah, of course great for me oh my god running your mouth online is the best thing it's you can do best. for somebody in this kind of <laughs> situation talking. are you keep talking keep talking so Dave the cop is like, how does she even find this? I mean, is she Googling herself? If she's truly an innocent person, well, what is she doing on this form? Is she Googling herself? Right. Like, how does she know of that this course. is even happening, right? Yeah. So Dee Dee Moore, like, does not know what she's gotten herself into. Oh, my God. And it's amazing. But then, then she starts referring to Abraham in the past tense. And then... This is where she starts to realize, oh, this is not working for yep, me. Yep, like, being yep. on this website was a bad idea. So she makes some grand exit oh my and God. ends the post by praying for them all. I'm going to pray for you. And that's when Sleuthster's like, wasn't that so nice of her to pray for us? Like, my these favorite... people have no patience for her. But she can't stay away. I know. These people can't stay away because Dee Dee emails Trisha. Oh, my God. And Dee Dee, now she has a whole story. I know. Okay, all of those horrible things, in particular the racist rants yeah, and yeah. talking about Abraham in the past tense, yep. they weren't me. Not me. No, I didn't you post never, them. You never proved it was me. No, you no, never no. validated me. My friend did it. Yep. So I hate that, and I want all of the comments and all of the posts removed. And so Trisha learned from some of the other web sleuths. This is wild. Stay stupid. She gets the IP address from the email that was sent from Trisha, being like, this wasn't me. Yep. And she compares it, because she owns the web sleuth right. site, yep. so she can see everything on the back end. Fortunately, there are some really smart people on WebSleuths, and they showed me how to look at the IP address on the email. And I had her IP address from the forum. 
and both were the exact same number. She was busted. All that account, it was Didi. It was Didi. And so Didi says, well, my friend must have broken into my house and written the email from my oh, computer. Oh, God. Endlessly? <laughs> You're up at three in the morning on this fucking website know, and it was your friend? Who broke into your house oh, to defend your God. honor on websleuth.com. And Trish is basically giggling like she was busted. She says she was busted. <laughs> so instead of just shutting her mouth and going away, oh, she God. posts again. So she posts under, and it's like she just lied and then was caught in a lie. And she's like, I'm not going to acknowledge the fact that I was caught in that lie. Because uh, now she goes under Dee Dee Moore again yes. that her friend allegedly did in the middle of the night when right. she was asleep. Yeah, Wrong. Yeah. So now she's like, Dee Dee, like, Dee Dee Moore for real or whatever yeah, on yeah, this yeah. website. And it's like, hi, my name's Robert James Moore. I'm 14, 14 years, years old, old and Dee Dee is my mom. <laughs> so now she's trying to act like a 14-year-old kid so people will feel bad for her. And then she's she, she's like fat shaming people. She's like, it is not healthy. Or the 14, the quote 14-year-old, it is not healthy to sit for hours at a time looking up what you think is the truth about my mother while you guzzle down your potato chips, putting on <laughs> pounds after pounds. You shut, potato chips are delicious. I'm stress eating. <laughs> this is insane. It's also like the popcorn meme. Like, totally, this totally. is delicious. It's wild. But also, I don't even think this kid exists. Then we learn on December 27th, 2009, Dee Dee takes Abraham's mother to Cracker Barrel for like a post-Christmas dinner. Like, how is she doing this? I mean, like she lives in his house. She owns all of his shit. At the Cracker Barrel dinner, Abraham's mother gets a call from somebody claiming to be Abraham. This is crazy. So Officer David is like, talks to Abraham's mom and was like, was it him? And she's like, well, it didn't really sound like him, but he says he's really sick. Okay. So jump scare. This is a major reveal, everyone. It's a major reveal. Officer Dave tells us that with the subpoena, we were able to determine that the phone that called Abraham's mother, that's registered to someone named Greg Smith. Barbershop Greg, like Abraham's like dear friend. And so like, we're like, oh my God, is he fucking in on it? Right. And I'm like, that that was wild to me. Wild. Came back as Greg Smith. I mean, like your stomach's in your butt now. Like, right. what do you mean, Greg Smith? So my like, friend, Greg Smith? Dee Dee convinced like Abraham's good friend to make this call pretending that Abraham is still alive. But then Officer Dave gives us the lowdown. Right. But it's still like, oh my God. I know. Like this woman I know, can manipulate I know. these people. Yes. It's crazy because Greg goes down to speak to the cops. Yes. And he's like, okay, hold on a second. It, this is gonna, it's a terrible look, but here's what happened. Yeah, yeah, because, because the cops ask him, like, how do you know Dee Dee Moore? And Greg goes, she paid me to make a phone call. Yeah, and I'm like, Greg, not, not helping. Uh, Get to the good part, Greg. Because, well, what happens is Officer Dave comes to understand that Dee Dee made Greg understand that Abraham really is out there, really does want to be left alone. Right. And so, like, Greg is doing Abraham a favor by calling his mother and pretending to be him. To, like, ease her mind. To ease her mind and say that I'm sick and you're not going to hear for me again. The level I know. of manipulation that you have to be able to achieve. Like, yeah. uh, Greg, I know you're not involved in this, but yes. like, how do you get to that point where you're like, that's a great idea? I mean, on one hand, it's Greg trying to be a good friend to Abraham. Sure. You know? But on the other hand, it's like, ask a question, Greg. I would have been you like, I, I mean? want to talk to him, but I won't tell him right. anything. I mean, it's like, my friend has been missing for nine months. Have you're... him hold up a newspaper with a, the exactly. today's date or something. 100%. Before I do this to his mother, yeah. because then I'm fully believing the story that that Didi's that telling, Didi is me. telling You know, yeah, like yeah. it's a major ask. And I'm just like, I'm fascinated how people get 
other people to do their dirty work for them. So I just want to know what she what said she to said. him. I know. Believe me, I would I like know. to know what she said to I'd love to know. But when Greg finds out what's up, he is fucking He pissed. flips. Oh, but he's not flipping because he was on our side <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Yeah, 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 but yeah. the cops, and now he's the informant, right? Right. So he, and now Dee Dee thinks that Greg is trustworthy because he made this phone call, yes, right? and Greg is wearing a wire because the cops uh, are like, we got to find out where the fuck Abraham actually so is. So they sit down, they're back at Cracker Barrel or yep, wherever. Yep. And now Dee Dee has a brand new story. Abraham was involved in, in some drug trafficking. She created this character, this Ronald dude. According to Dee Dee Moore, Ronald was a drug dealer. They were doing a big drug dealer, but um, Ronald killed him money Abraham had on it. Ronald allegedly killed Abraham because Abraham had $800,000 in cash. While also trying to execute a drug deal. What? With Ronald. Dee Dee. Right. <laughs> I know. What? And also this guy threatened her 14-year-old son who also doesn't exist? Who also doesn't exist. I know, I know. But it, the point is, it's clear that Dee Dee trusts Greg, and this is great. Right. So Officer Dave ups the ante with Greg. He gives him a story. He says, you go to Dee Dee and tell Dee Dee you have a cousin that's going to prison for 20 years, and for the right amount of money, he'd be willing to take a murder rap. So the point is, this cousin yeah. is going to prison anyway. Yeah. So he'll take the body, he'll take the murder, so that, like, oh, there's someone who did the murder. So they don't have to look for the murder anymore because this guy is confessing. Because right. it doesn't matter if this guy confesses. He's going to prison anyway. Uh-huh, he already has uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. So using this, like, okay, so now we have a perp. Right. And now we can keep saying, okay, so this is what happened. And, and and I think what the point here is they can say, like, okay, Abraham actually really is dead, and here's the guy who did it. It wasn't me. It had, I had nothing to do with it. And we don't have to look at anybody else yep. anymore because we have the guy who did it. Exactly. It's Greg's cousin. Exactly. Exactly. So enter Mike Smith, uh, quote, one of the best undercover officers in Central Florida, and not my husband. Now I... Oh, my God. Not my husband. That didn't even occur to me. Oh, it occurred to me. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> Steve Tipton. <laughs> Steve Tipton. You know what Can I mean? You, the day we encounter Steve, Steve Tipton on this, <laughs> because we we have Steves a lot. We do. Not we just do. Stevens, but Steve. And I feel like we've had Tiptons on these before. Is that right? I feel like we have. Oh, it would have been a, we would have made a federal case out of Probably. it. So I'm sure. I know. So Mike is playing Greg's cousin. Yes. He will be playing the role of Greg's cousin, who's already going to prison, and he's going to take the murder route. Yeah. Right. So basically, like, they, he meets with Dee Dee. He tells Dee He'll take the rap for 50 grand. He needs 10,000 up front, the rest in installments. And there's only one way this is going to work. Yep. The undercover officer uh, tells Didi that he wants to know where Abraham's body is. We can do this, but like I said, I'm going to need a body. Because with the body, I'm probably going to get a plea deal with him and make him run the sentences concurrent. Okay. So I got to find out where Ronald's put this body. Dee Dee has to tell Greg's cousin, a.k.a. Mike Smith, a.k.a. a cop, where Abraham's body is. And that's the other thing here. Like, do, tricking Dee Dee like this, we find we will find out what happened to Abraham. Right. And she's like, oh, okay. Because he's yeah. like, look, I can't just say I killed this guy. I need to give them details that's going to prove that I know. Exactly. And, like, this is how this is going to work. Yep. So, January 7th, 2010, it's the very next day after meeting Mike Smith, not your husband, but the cousin, yeah. the fake cousin. Dee Dee calls Greg. She says, Ronald told me where the body is, and I'm going to take you. These names, Ronald. Ronald. I know. Fake Ronald. And so they get in Dee Dee's car. It's Greg and Dee Dee and they're driving out and, and Officer Dave and like his crew are following, like they're tailing yes. them. Yep. They're like lying in wait across the yes. street. They drive out to the property that she owns in a place called Plant City that she bought with Abraham's fucking money. I know. This and woman. in a spot that is in plain view of fucking road traffic, yeah. she sticks like a metal rod in the ground and she's like, he's right here. Here he is. Tell Ronald, tell your cousin to dig him up. He's right here. There's the body. And like, she was 
was right. Yeah. They find Abraham Shakespeare's body. They ID him. It's a positive ID. It's all over the news. Yep. And then this bitch inserts herself into the story. Oh, my God. She literally drives up to reporters in tears. Yes. Because it's about <laughs> her and it's not about her. The crocodile tears, I know. Girl. I know. My I know. God. But the second she drives away from the reporters, they pull her over and arrest her. When they arrest her. <laughs> uh, so she's arrested. She's charged with first-degree murder because the gunshot wounds came from a gun she owned. So shut up, Dee Dee. Also, when they exhumed Abraham's body, he's wearing the clothes he was yeah. wearing in that video that she made. Uh, so essentially, that video very night that he's like annoyed with her and like shooing her away. Her whole plan was to get him on tape saying, I don't want to be here. I want to be anywhere but here. I'm going to flee. I'm going to run away. Then like that night she lures him to her her house where she shoots him and kills him and buries him in the front yard. Right. And then like, and then takes all of his money. And when the cops are questioning her, they're also fighting immediately like she did with Marissa the journalist. And I'm like, Didi just brings that shit out of people, doesn't she? (laughs) They are immediate. Every conversation we have, people are either annoyed at her, Uh Abraham, or they're just, she's just fighting immediately. Also, just more evidence. Like you were saying earlier, they tracked their phones. Their phones were together. Yep. We know that they entered into the house. There was a huge safe there. Dee Dee opened that safe. Inside the safe was a 38 caliber revolver. Abraham was shot in that room. We cut the carpet out of the room, and there were blood stains that were positive for Abraham's blood in there. They can see where Abraham was shot in the room because his blood is on the carpet. So, I like, mean, we, we have her full stop. We got she fucking her. did this. Yeah, she's convicted of first-degree murder. She's sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Bye. And all of her appeals have, like, since then have been rejected. I mean, everything she wrote online was yeah. a huge factor in this, too. The totally. fact that she just kept inserting herself in the story. Keep talking. Like, keep talking, yeah. idiots. <laughs> and, like, please go on websleuths.com and out yourself, I you know. dummies. Like, what, what was she thinking? <laughs> Fuck you. Rest in peace, Abraham. Yeah. She sucks. <laughs> oh my God, girl, we did Web of Death. What's it called? It's called Jackpot Murder, which I take exception with. It's oh, the yeah. murder of Abraham Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fam, join us over in the Patreon if you want more Jillian and me, and, and who could blame you? Uh, I mean, we're bringing in drag queens for drag bingo. We're bringing in this amazing lady for cocktail classes. Yes. All of it streaming live. If you can't make it live, it'll be there for you to watch in your own time. Yeah. We're going to be doing a couple of these things a month in addition to all of the ad free bonus episodes. Right. You get four a month. Yeah. Four full ad free bonus episodes every single month. Yeah, we're doing the 12th victim yep. now on Showtime, which is wild. Oh my God, it's so interesting. Yeah. So, patreon.com slash true crime obsessed or go to our website, click on the Patreon link. Yeah. What are we doing next, girl? So, it's Night Killer, the New York Zodiac Killer. Oh, shit. It's uh, Catching Killer Season 3, Episode 2. Apparently, there was a New York Zodiac Killer, which I knew nothing about. Do we know, like, what decade this was? Uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. It's okay. it's one of your favorite New York decades. We'll get oh, there when we get there. Right. Oh, my goodness. It could yeah. be any decade. It could be any decade. It's, uh... Where's my club? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cops who are really pissed off. Oh, okay? my God. All right, all right. Well, stay tuned for the trailer <laughs> for that, fam, and then our funny and hilarious outtakes. And we love you. We love you. Thanks so much. We'll see you very soon. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Joe Proci lived in this basement apartment. He was a lonely, old, defenseless guy who's now fighting for his life. The 7-5 precinct led the city over 100 shootings a year. But the strange thing on this one case, this note was there. This cryptic, eerie note. At the top is a circle with three symbols. This is the zodiac. The 12 sign will die when the belts in the heaven are seen. 
I thought, who the fuck are we dealing with? Don't be rude. Not you. Weapon I was death. like, what did Aaron do to you? No, no, no. Aaron! Sorry, love you. But while here, don't be rude. Like, just as a note. Not, again, not to you. Not to you. But but in case you were thinking about doing it, just stop. <laughs> again, that goes for everybody. Don't be rude, Aaron. A light bulb goes out and they don't have one. They have don't to go outside. They have to like, go shopping for one. They can never find their keys. Their phone yeah, yeah, is yeah. just... I, my phone's dead. I thought I just charged it. Their, like cool, their, their gas tank is like perpetually on an eighth of a tank. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. That's, yeah. bad. that's not a lot. Yeah, no. Sure sounds like it. Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box Steve tore actually Golden tore it open he was like Golden smelled the bread tore the mm-hmm. thing open we popped the baguette right in the, I'm a baguette and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds and you've been dying to talk about this for weeks like you, this is the real deal fam Jillian's like signed up for this for life yeah Mike may I'm not kidding my hand to, I swear yesterday <laughs> Mike was just like I'm a little hum-. like a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had and I'm like we have to order more because uh, I don't know how we're gonna survive without it so fam you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. 